I'm Shell, and, and this, this is, is the Pineapple, Pineapple Podcast. Podcast. We own a women's only gym in Newcastle, Australia. We exist to create communities that foster a deep sense of belonging and self-worth. We have combos and aha moments with women all the time. The Pineapple Podcast is a place where we can take those conversations further and invite you all into our sacred space with a huge dose of fun, vulnerability and laughs. Hello and welcome back to the Pineapple Podcast. I know we say this every week, but we are so, so excited for this week's episode. One of our favourite people in the whole wide world is uh, here with us today. How excited are you, Shell? I'm like so excited I was trying not to talk because I probably would have broken the microphone. <laughs> but no, um, Trace, I love chatting to you. I love that I'm looking across the table at you and just know that we've got some good uh good chats and good info, I guess, for people listening to. So I'm excited on all the levels. <laughs> so yes, it is indeed the one and only Tracy Lynch. <laughs> wow, I hope I live up to all of those expectations. Yeah, don't stuff it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Britain Shell. It's always just a joy to be with you. Oh, we're so, so pumped. So Shell and I have had a very long-standing relationship with Trace and Trace is a psychotherapist, trauma specialist and the director and owner of Thrive Wellness Hub here in Wickham, Newcastle. And I reckon our relationship has gone back maybe seven years, you and I, and probably longer for you, Shell. Do you know, I just just love that you still say it's a delight because when you've supported us through so the highs, <laughs> the lows, personally, business, all the thing, and I'm Love that it's still, Trace can call it a, del- a delight to be with us. <laughs> but yeah, no, mine actually, um, we first connected when my mum had um, some mental health mm. and physical health stuff going on. And um, I then, yeah, that's how we connected. And then I reached out personally as well too. So it's been, um, yeah, it's which was 2015. So yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's been so exciting for me to watch Pineapple mm. Um Grow. Um, I I knew you both before pineapple was even a seed we in the, the ground. Absolutely. Just for those, for those listeners, yeah. yes, we were buff girls for uh, many a year before we rebranded to Pineapple Fitness in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to flex my arm every time I say buff, <laughs> buff girls. girls. <laughs> so before we get into it, let's start with our usual low and high of the week. And can we just say we've taken on advisement, we're flipping the order. We're going to start with the low and then finish with the high. When the therapist tells us to switch, we switch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Trace, would you like to go first with your low of the week? I will, yeah. So um, I am in a bit of a season of my life at the moment where myself and a lot of my friends have got very elderly parents. Mm. So I guess there's some highs and lows in that. So the high is that we've had them for a long time. Mm. Um, The low is that I'll speak to my experience that they're sort of ageing and getting frail. and it's um, tricky. Yeah, so both my parents were in hospital last week Mm. uh, or the week before actually. So I guess the low was sort of, again, just a realisation of Mm. this is that chapter where I want to be really intentional about how I use the time Mm. with mum and dad Mm. Um, and being also able to sit with the sadness of what's coming and what is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That resonates with me too. Mm. Mm. Um, I'll go next. My low of the week is a bit of a, I guess there's a high in it as well, but Bon is going away for oh, 11 yes. days. Wow. It's the longest that I've been away. That's so just yeah. a reminder for listeners who maybe haven't tuned in already, but Bonnie is my 11-year-old. She's going away with her grandparents and she's going overseas. So I'm. she's so oh excited gosh. and I'm so excited for her. But I'm also like, my baby. Oh, my gosh. So I am trying not to be that annoying mum who's making a huge big deal about it because I'm very confident in her being able to go and do it. Like I'm not – Worried. I'm yeah. just like, there's a long time. And also a bit jealous. <laughs> well, yeah, honey. <laughs> maybe that's maybe, mm, maybe I should unpack that a bit. <laughs> it's just another, it's almost like another letting go, isn't 100%, it? 100%. Yeah. Letting go. There's yeah. all these increments of letting go. The, and yeah, yeah. I think also just on the back of next year, Bonnie starts high school, Dottie starts school. So it's just like I'm really staring down the barrel of a new season. Mm. 
very big, bigly. That's a good word. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, my low and my high are wrapped up in one. Um, uh, I am not going to whinge anymore because I'm so over whinging about not having a house. But now I have a toilet that, and I haven't had a toilet. So I haven't had a toilet since August is my low and now I have a toilet. It's my high. <laughs> So it begs the question, Brittany, how have you been going to the toilet? <laughs> Driving to someone else's house to go to the toilet. No, we've been living out of house. I, I um, know. I just. <laughs> yeah, but I have running water. I have a shower. I have a toilet. It is all coming together, guys. I have been whinging about this renovation ever since the podcast began. So I'm just, you know, giving people the closure they need. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our high of the week, Trace. High of the week. Well, this high has been sort of building on itself, but I've developed quite a walking addiction. Oh. So I, wherever possible, I will now choose to walk instead of take the car. I love walking. And mm. I, it's really working miracles yeah. for me. So, and I know too that we'll get into this, but just the left, right, left, mm. right, left, right is really, really good for our nervous system. And to help us, help our brain to process. Yep. Mm. So alongside of some big emotions around what's happening for some people in my life with a lot of deep sadness and grief, yep. the walking is really helping me to metabolise that. Mm. So, yeah, so that's a high. So I'm really enjoying my walking. Can I ask a question? Do you walk with, like earphones in are you listening to something or does it change up all the time like what what do you yeah. do when you're yeah, great question definitely changes up mm. so i i really am intentional about having at least 20 minutes of the walk with nothing in my ears yeah um and then also sometimes i definitely need to listen to some old bangers to, yeah to wake up a different feeling in me and yeah. then i'm also chewing through some Incredible audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, awesome. I, I asked that because I can very easily go for a walk, put on a podcast, and it's not, a, it's a good podcast, but I haven't actually gotten the what I needed from the walk. Yeah. I, know, I was going for the walk because I needed to clear my head. And actually, yeah. that's yeah. a different. So I have to, it's often I have to force myself to not listen. Put something in. Yeah. But then I, once I'm into it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is well. I'm actually not saying that. I'm not thinking anything, which is the point, right? But that that's it. Processing and it that literally yeah. is. Yeah. You can feel your brain processing yeah. and like you know taking out the rubbish as yes. you walk. Exactly. I feel exactly. Yeah. 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 So my high, I am still riding the high of taking a crew to Tough oh. last weekend. So what today is Monday, not the talk, like a week, a week ago, ago, seven. Eight days ago, and I guess because why I do what I do, and it just so happens that I have a gym, but it's the same thing if I was doing something else. This part is like supporting women, but people, but women to be able to do things they didn't think that they could do, mm. and that's been a journey to get to Tough Mudder. Actually, doing the event was kind of like the the cherry on top, you know, like just to be able to can I sign up? Can I do this? And then actually just banding together and getting it done. It just I'm still riding the high of that, and the yep. crew who went are the same too. And so that is what lights me up. That's why I do what I do. And that just really hit, but my bucket whoo, is just like overflowing oh, from that. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I so haven't good. actually had a chance to speak to you about it. Yeah, proper, hearing it yeah. from you is really good. Yeah. Awesome. Plus I just love like getting down and dirty and sliding yeah. in the mud. Like, it looks so yeah. muddy. It was so muddy, but like, it was so good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> How good are showers? <laughs> running water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Running water. It is very good. Um, all right. So as well as having a private practice here in Newcastle and mentoring and supervising EMDR therapists all around the world, <laughs> tell us a country that you're supervising someone in right now. Uh, so I've got a few people I supervise in Germany, which wow. is amazing. That's awesome. Um, and a number of people in um, England and America. Wow. Yeah. How cool. Yeah, it's, it's a real gift. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you're also currently working in a FIFO position in an Indigenous family violence clinic out in Burke. <laughs> wow. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I've been working up on Nyingenbar country um, in Burke for coming up to 16 months now, which just feels incredible mm. that it's been that wow. long. Wow. Remember, yeah, when you were telling us about it, but, yeah, for that yeah. to have been like almost a year and a half ago. Yeah. Mm. So... Um, every second week I drive across to Dubbo um, and then I stay overnight in a very classy motel. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, 
They're like the ones you would have stayed at as a family when you go to Dubbo Zoo. Oh, like yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Uh, uh, and then I fly up um, sometimes, uh, most of the time with Airlink, every now and then with a flying doctor service, which is an incredible wow. service out there. And then I'm in a clinic for two days doing EMDR therapy, which will, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. On. Um, and yeah, it's there's an, a there's a great team of Indigenous caseworkers up there, mm-hmm. um, and we specialise in family violence. Yeah. Um, so, Burke is a really incredible town in that there's so much that's gone on on that in that place for you know thousands and thousands mm. of years, like culturally significant stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of very intense trauma. Mm. There's a lot of um, drug abuse, um, lots of crime, um, lots of generational trauma. So the clients that I'm working with up there usually have had and are currently in complex trauma. Mm. So it's really stretched me because some of the skills that I have here that I use in my private practice in Newcastle don't cut it up there. Mm. So it's really stretched me as a therapist Mm. to make sure that my time up there is well spent. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, um, I um, am an Indigenous woman myself, so from um, the Wiradjuri mob, so I'm I'm easily welcomed in. Yeah. Um, You've got that already. I've got that already, which is a real, like... You know, a real blessing. Mm. Sounds um, like it'd be a necessity, is it? Almost like yeah. Look, is there's it... some like there. There are definitely some incredible white fellas up there that yeah. are doing good stuff, but they they need to be around a long time. Yeah. to sort of be able to, I guess, transition in. Mm. And is um, it a, is it building trust? Like, is that what's at the heart of it? Building, yeah, 100%, building trust. They have a lot of people coming and going up there. Yeah. Like I think on average most people stay in a position eight months to a year and then they're gone. Um, Wow. Yeah. So some of the stuff that we're going to yarn about today is what I've been really growing and learning in because I've had to find new ways into people's trauma Mm. um, because a lot of people who have got complex trauma Mm. Put up massive protections. I mean, we Walls. all do it. Yeah. Um, but more so when you're sitting on really, really big, big stuff. Um, yeah. You really um, don't want to open that up because you're very fearful of what will happen. So I've had to learn some skills to be able to negotiate and form alliances with protector parts of mm. people. I think it's just probably a good um, place just to talk like when we first connected like I'm talking you and I personally but I know it's the same for Brit and we've shared so again I think again so I've seen Trace personally as a therapist Brit's seen Trace personally as a therapist but Tracy's also uh, been a I guess therapist but a, a supervisor of Brit and my and us in our capacity as business owners Mm. and that's in the capacity of helping us navigate our relationship with each other really knowing what our values are so that we're building a business based around our values and taking action in line with that so there's trace has shared like the breadth and depth of lots of parts of brits in my life Mm. um and i guess just reflecting on our initial connection um and i've actually gone and done a course with you too talking about parts therapy and so just we speak about it quite easily as we talk about it there but the parts and what i real what really sticks out to me about parts therapy is that there's lots of different parts inside of us some some are known to us some are dormant but all of them are there ultimately to serve us so when we talk about the protector part while that may present as could be aggression it could be avoidance could, what like addiction whatever the things are that's still a part of us that is trying to help us go on and move forward and mm. that's something that was really pivotal so in me pivotal. understanding myself mm. Mm. thinking that i wasn't broken I just had parts of me that had done the very best that they could but they were no longer serving me and so when I reflect on that and that's been such a great base and understanding it also helped with the I am not my thoughts like that's just different parts of me and a really great base and what I'm really excited we've done a bunch of work with you and what we're going to delve into and have a bit more of a chat about now but just yeah just wanted to kind of just put some meat on that parts therapy that we've mentioned a few times and then the different parts of us so yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, like you just said there, the premise, one of the, th- one of the things that really has helped me to hold on to parts therapy and deepen in it and it, I will never put it down, mm. um, is that stuff that we are made up of many different parts. Mm. All of them are there with a good purpose. But some, for some of us, the purpose that was once really necessary and useful and what we call adaptive, so that is like the good gear, it was there for a, you know, that that purpose now that we're in 2023 is no longer, the purpose is still there and yeah. useful, but the behaviour yes. is no longer serving all the parts of me. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I'll give you a little example. So let's just say that there's a, as a young child, there was a lot of um, violence in my family, or there were a lot of things, not not even necessarily violence. There were a lot of things that I didn't know how to cope with as mm. a young child, and nor should I have. That's not my job as mm. a young child. But there were no adults around that had the capacity to support me. Mm. So as a young child, I decided that every time there were big noises or big feelings that I didn't know what to do with, that I would just go into my room and play Lego. Mm. And every time I did that, it helped me to get away from what was overwhelming for me. Mm. So I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And then the Lego changed into books and then books changed into something else. But my withdrawing served a purpose Mm. that was really adaptive. It Mm. was really helpful. And the purpose of that withdrawing was to keep me safe. Yeah. To keep me regulated. But now I'm 35 and I'm in a relationship um, with a partner who loves me. But every time we get into a conflict, I just can't be there. I withdraw. Mm. So I go into my room and then my partner follows me and that floods me even more. Then we have a massive row and we never repair those because potentially it's too overwhelming and I've never learned how to do that. Mm. So, again, my withdrawing, the purpose is good to Mm. protect me, Mm. to keep me safe, but it's not going to cut it in a relationship. Yeah, Mm. or in many adult scenarios. (laughs) It works when you're a kid because people, you know, accept that you're a child. But when we have a workplace and, you know, parents that we have to have adult relationships now, it often breaks down those as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And so a big part of my work is helping to orientate people to 2023. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because with all of us, we will have parts of ourselves that are still stuck back in the time that those behaviours were developed. Mm. So this is about really helping people to realise that, yes, that happened, but now it's 2023 Mm. and potentially there are a whole lot of other resources that we can use to keep you safe now. So you can go on to, as you said, Britt, function from your adult parts when they are the best parts needed at the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's such a wonderful resource. Like I think that this has been probably the most pivotal learnings in therapy, like this resource, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that model. It's just allowed me to go all parts of me are worthwhile and meant to be here. I spent so much of my life trying to shut down the fact that I felt anxious or shut down that I had anxiety, right? Yeah. When that was a valid part, that had yeah. to be a p- makeup in part of my makeup yeah. um, and trying to push it away <laughs> or pretend it doesn't exist is not what that part actually needs. Um, That's right. In fact, all it does is recreate the yeah. scenario. Over, <laughs> literally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful method. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, circling back, Trace, you used the acronym EMDR before. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, could you just let us know what that stands for and just give us a bit of an understanding of what EMDR, EMDR is? Sure. So it's a bit of a mouthful and I'm going to try and squeeze quite a complex um, clinical <laughs> mm. into a couple of sentences. So uh, bear with me. So EMDR stands for eye movement, desensitisation and reprocessing. So EMDR is a clinical tool. Um, it's been through a lot of rigorous trials 
Um, it was developed in the early 80s, so it hasn't been around that long. No. By, I call her Annie Francine. Um, Francine Shapiro, so <laughs> <laughs> um, So in a nutshell, what we know is that when things happen to us or didn't happen that should have happened, mm-hmm. it can cause our nervous system to go into overdrive and that's when we go into some type of fight or flight, fawn, freeze sort mm-hmm. of reaction. Now, when those things happen to us, if we've got someone around us that has the capacity and the understanding to help us process and get us out of the flood, then they will move through our brain and not get stuck. Hmm. But for many of us, that isn't the case. Um, So we'll have things that happen to us or things that should have happened that don't happen. Can I just ask a question? Um, Often... People may think like, I don't know, sexual abuse or some kind of big big traumatic event that is easy to go, this thing happened and I'm now messed up from it or whatever term people like to use. Is that only what you're talking about? Great, great question. Um, No, 100% no. So there will be um, what we call sort of acute trauma or big T trauma, things like that, that are you know, one off or many time, many times sort of acute trauma that will get stuck, yes. But we're also talking about things that make us feel rejected mm. or unworthy. We're talking about... Confusion. Confusion, carrying way too much responsibility, feeling overwhelmed, feeling unsafe. Any circumstance that happened to us, and, you know, we know now that prior to the age of eight years old is really important because that's when our brain is wiring itself. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I mean, there's not many humans that I've come across that haven't had stuff go down when they're eight that has caused them to lock in beliefs about themselves. Mm. And again, we're we're working with a childhood brain. So even if the teacher wasn't actually hating on me that day... Um, but our perception. Child, yeah, our perception, exactly. So, but our childhood brain says that that teacher looks at me that way or they always pick on me. Um, whether it's true or not doesn't actually matter to mm. our internal world. So I might come out of that class feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm. Yeah, And then, interesting enough, we are then wired to find other times. And other <laughs> to, pr- to prove our to belief. To right. back up that story. <laughs> That's right. oh, why do I, we do that? I laugh because yeah. I... Do it still to this <laughs> yes. day. That's why I laugh. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so those things, so the things that get stuck in our nervous system or actually, yeah, in our body, in our amygdala, which is the fight or flight part of our brain, what gets stuck are images, memories feelings and emotions, and the beliefs that we make about mm. ourselves <laughs> based on those things. It's my fault. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Oh. I'm responsible. I should have done better. If only um, I did more. If all I, of yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's all of that stuff that we want to get unstuck from. And yeah. that's where EMDR comes in. So using the eyes... And we use the eyes because it's based on what we naturally do when we're in REMS, rapid eye movement. So when we're in rapid eye movement, which happens alongside of a dream in a deep sleep cycle, our little um, eyes and very clever brain are trying to pull stuff out of the amygdala, the stuck stuff, across the brainstem into the hippocampus, which is on the different side of the brainstem. In the hippocampus, we look back and go, yeah, that happened and it was horrible and shitty and yucky, but I don't feel it in my body anymore. It's processed. It's done. It's metabolised. But there'll be other stuff that we think back on and it still catches us when we think about it. It's still sitting in the amygdala. So EMDR is an eight-phase protocol if you're seeking EMDR, make sure you do it with an accredited EMDR therapist because people that already have, you know, psychology, social work, counselling training can go and do EMDR in five days. That doesn't make them a good EMDR no. therapist. So when you're looking for someone, make sure they're an accredited EMDR therapist. They've done the, they've got the runs on the book. Yeah. yeah. 
um, yeah, they can help us to get unstuck from memories, feelings and beliefs we have about ourselves that are no longer working for us. Yeah, it's I, incredible. It really is. It, it so blows my mind. Britt and I have both experienced this um, in therapy, and yeah, it's I, I, what I I guess just reflecting on a personal experience. I'll come in with just like blah blah blah. This is how I am. Like, I don't know. Something's stuck. You know, like, and so what I really like, you know, I, often not much clarity. And on the opposite, like, I thought I should write, my, you know, a few pages of what I wanted to work on to when I came to Tracy. And she probably prefers clients like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like the difference. Yeah. I know. We're all, you know, I know. hearts make a, a good home. Yeah, you? my blue. Yeah, and then I get there and Trace is like, we don't need a spreadsheet. <laughs> Jace is like, just calm down, Shell. Just like use words. Yeah. <laughs> but what I really appreciate about it, and it's it, it again, like Britt was just saying, blows your mind. Like we'll be able to kind of take take a breath, figure out through my, and it's almost. I feel like I just need to. I need to stop thinking about it and just be guided, and yeah. my brain knows what it's doing. Yeah. Like it knows. Well, that's not. You know, there's an innate ability that I believe is inside of our body that makes us want to be healthy and well and with the right guidance in the EMDR. Like, and often if I was to think about it, I'd be like, it would be this thing. It must be this thing that I've done or I haven't done. And then it's like actually when you really sit with it, it's connected to a belief that I've made. How old are you, Shel? I'm tiny. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then it's actually another thing that's really stuck in my head that you said early on from us meeting Trace is that – we are capable of processing deep shit. Yeah. And it doesn't mean years and years and years and years and years of therapy. Like with the right input, the um, results can be really impactful quite quickly, I guess. You know, and I've yeah. been, usually it just uncovers another layer that I need to work through. Yeah, I think, but um, yeah, I think you're right, Shell. And I think the thing there is that it's really important that no matter what type of therapy that you're having, that the therapist is working with the right part <sighs> that needs the therapy because sometimes we can end up having therapy and it can go on for a long, long time and all you are doing is talking to the reporter part. <clears throat> so talking to the part that wants to talk about the other parts. Yeah. And, not act- and that, can be, that can also be a protector part or an mm. avoidant part, a resistant part, but that's not the part of you that needs therapy. Yeah. Yeah. The water parts are they're, they're pretty good to go. Yeah. You know? But it's about navigating and getting behind those parts. Yeah. And a good therapist will have the tools to do that. Yeah. And yeah. Safely. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, again, an understanding and parts therapy understanding that helped me reconcile why am I okay here mm-hmm. and why's and why am I not okay and do things that are At very strange and why am I happy and am I sad like being able to be a body a human earth suit that contains all these parts and they can be in complete contradiction of each other mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that I'm crazy or broken yeah. that just means I'm human and it's okay yeah. for them to sit inside and I just needed to understand that the tension would exist because they're different but that's okay like yeah. that's a yeah, I'm like reflecting on all these things. I know. Me so much, Trace. Yeah. <laughs> and when you were talking just then, I was thinking about how much of, you know, the beliefs that I developed before eight is actually my perception of, I think back to experiences that have created beliefs about myself and now with my adult brain and the work I've done with you, thinking back to those moments in my childhood, I'm like, that was not actually what happened. Like mm-hmm. I just perceived it that way and then yeah. developed that belief. Yeah. And it's also so tricky that before eight, you know, we're so little and that's when we're developing all these, like, why is it our childhood brain that has to, you know, develop all these beliefs about ourselves? Because we're not thinking logically. That's right. We're doing the best we can with what we've got. Yeah. what we've got is a growing childhood brain. Yeah. Um, It's how you see how intergenerational trauma can work its way through because if you then don't have the opportunity to heal or you know rewire some of the things that don't serve you as an adult it then yeah um I just would like to my brain just goes as a parent like I am so you know it could be like I'm gonna break my child all my children are just gonna be broken oh my goodness yeah I don't know is there two things that you could offer Mm -hmm. 
to say, like, how do we be that wise adult mm. parent that can help guide a child. I was thinking similar because you said it, unless they've got someone there that yeah. they can help process really yeah. tricky yeah. feelings and, uh, and experiences. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us have that, had that. No, that's um, right. Yeah. So I'm also a mum mm. um, to three amazing adult children who have been or, or will be in therapy from my parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So, you know, I think, so I guess two takeaways are that we will be doing the best we've, we can with what we've got. Mm. You know, we've, there's all these studies around what's called good enough. I love, I love this. Yeah. yeah. And our beautiful friend Mel Burgess will speak to that a lot yeah. too at Love Parenting. Um, so the two things that I would recommend is, number one, let's all try the best we can for our children not to be alone in their emotions. Mm. So um, there is not only like the emotion of feeling fear or rejection, but then I'm helping people unpack the secondary trauma of being alone in those feelings. So true. Yep. So we don't actually always have to fix it for them. Mm. In fact, often their brains will learn to do that in regulation with a regulated adult. So first of all, when my kids are upset, it's going to upset me, but mm. I want to regulate myself, so calm myself down. I They need to regulate off my nervous system. Mm. So I want to calm myself down, whatever that, do some deep breathing, do some tapping, go for a walk, and then come in and sit alongside of them. I don't understand what you're going through, sweetie, but what I want you to know that I do want to understand and I want you to know that you're not alone in this. Yeah. What do you need right now? That honestly just even feels beautiful for (laughs) me as an adult. Like I can see how that would help. That's it. So yeah. that's the first thing. Even if they storm off and say, I don't want your help, I yeah. hate you, bye. At least they know downstairs yeah. they've got 100%. someone that cares. Yeah. yeah. And if you're finding, like I have done over the years, that there's certain things that my children bring to me as gifts that trigger the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're here for. <laughs> I, I want to go back and go to therapy. Yeah. And work through it. Yeah. Like, because yeah. our kids will wake up our unresolved trauma. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Yep, kids. And I've got two choices there. <laughs> I can sit in that and then my protector parts will be more interested in protecting me than regulating my child. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and So it's basically finding the tools, whether that be in therapy or whatever, to reparent yourself yes, yes. so that then you can yes. extend that to you. And hold space. Book I'm just thinking of. It's called Parenting from the Inside Out by yep. Bernie Siegel. Great book. Um, really, that speaks mm. to that stuff. The Power of Showing Up, is that by him as well? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah I'm yeah, listening yeah. to that and again at the, the moment. guy that talks about the, the brain model where we flip our lid, flip our hands. So <laughs> very accessible. So Trace, Tracy has met with Bonnie, my 11-year-old, and I'm very grateful to the fact that she's explained this to Bonnie. So when Bonnie is in a quiet, heightened state, so we make, I'm making a fist and then you flick your fingers out, Bonnie will be like, Mum, I can't right now. Oh, oh, and she's like flicking her fingers out like... <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but if you have the capacity to do it anyway. But it's it's good chat, right? It's good conversation to be knowing. Oh, that's funny. Um, So if we're – we've identified that our body wants to be healthy and well um, and whether that be physically, you know, it needs to have the right input. Can you – off the back of MDI, you were talking about a new – model or something, new understanding um, about some of the things that potentially we're already doing. Can you talk to us about that? Sure can. Alrighty. So there is a model that is one of the sort of foundational principles in EMDR that is really useful for all humans, whether they're having EMDR or not. And so that model is called the Adaptive Information Processing Model. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a little metaphor to help you understand it. So out on Burke and Wagga, where my mob is originally from, rivers are really important, yeah? And in a healthy river, the, the water is flowing. Yeah. 
and the source of the river is also healthy. But depending on the season, we can be the river can be really low mm-hmm. or it can be really high. And then there can also be lots of stuff that falls into the river. So big logs, big rocks, things mm. like that. So our body is very good at healing itself. So when we cut ourselves, mm-hmm. our body knows how to heal. We now know, based on a lot of uh, more recent neuroscience study, that our body and our brain wants to heal from trauma. It wants to get the stuff that's stuck in our nervous system out of there so we can live our best life. Mm -hmm. So if we come back to that illustration of the river, Mm. so if we think about our, um, our... our ability to heal is like the river, okay? It's flowing, it's not stagnant, it's moving. The source of the river is good. So the source of our river is all of our childhood attachment stuff. Mm. So in an ideal world, we want best possible, best we can, mm-hmm. um, attachment stuff there so the river is naturally flowing really well. Things will happen in our life, one-off things, big traumas, or lots of little things they are the rocks and the logs that fall into the river so the logs and the rocks that fall into the river stop the flow of the river they stop mm-hmm. things start banking up yep. and then the river can't sort of flow anymore um, and it gets stagnant and yucky mm-hmm. okay. so the river is all of our adaptive information so that's called the good gear so all the things that we do well Um, our happy memories, um, our values that we actually carry out in life rather Mm. than just thinking about them, Um, things people say to us that make us feel good. Mm. Um, You know, they talk about um, triggers and glimmers. Well, the river is all the glimmers. Yeah. It's all the... The, nice, nice moments. This good, is good stuff. Mouth. This is all the fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, the rocks and the logs and things are what we call maladaptive. They're all the not good gear, the mm. bad memories, the bad experiences, the times when we've let others down, we've let ourselves down. Yeah. Every human has rocks, rocks and logs in their river. So what we know about this adaptive information processing model, AIP model, is that we need to be a lot more intentional about getting our river flowing and helping, or part of my mission in life, like yours with the tough mother, that's what you're saying, (laughs) is helping other people's river to get flowing. Yeah, right. So I'm sure a lot of us are very good at noticing all the things that we don't do well enough Mm. or... We, we have sometimes an inner critic sitting on our shoulder <laughs> that potentially was our parents' inner critic and their parents' inner critic, you know. We're very good at noticing the yucky stuff yeah. and, you know, ruminating on it and what we water grows, yep. right? So the adaptive information system says that when we have a strong enough river, it will move the logs and rocks out itself. Mm, wow. And it will potentially do that when we're sleeping in REM sleep because when our little eyeballs are doing their thing, they're actually not going up and down. They're slightly going left, right, left, mm. right, left, right. They're trying to pull information out of the amygdala across the brainstem, get it processed, but they're also trying to bring the good gear across and help the it integrate and dissolve the rocks and the logs, metabolise it. Mm-hmm. So we can actually see under brain scan that when people have enough good gear in their system, the trauma and stuff moves out. Now, obviously... Because we're wired. We're wired to heal. Yeah. Quickly. Now, obviously, there are going to be for all of us some bigger logs and repetitive stuff that can do with professional yep. support. Like So that's, that's really important to know. But... There's things that we can be doing ourselves to keep to the river moving. Keep the river moving, right? So now again, potentially people are doing this, but I'm wanting to give you a, a neuroscience mm. sort of framework. Mm. Yep. So, for example, um, when we notice something, when we notice a glimmer, so we notice a beautiful flower, um, it's really important to stop and think that is something that's going to get my river flowing. Yeah. When someone says to you you know, thank you for being 
such a, a, an important part people in, in mm. my life. You know what I mean? Notice it. Don't just brush it, it off. It was nothing. Yeah? yeah, yeah. And or when we do something that we're really proud of, stop. And Sit in actually it. will encourage people to even tap it in. So tap it in means that just slowly, left, right, you can cross your arms across your chest like a little hug and it's called a butterfly hug and mm. tap it in. Before you go to sleep at night, list off five things that I've done well today. Mm. Tap them in. I'm on a mission at the moment that I want to give five compliments to people a day and mm. two of them need to be random strangers. <laughs> I want to give moly. compliments to two random strangers and three people in my life because I want to wake up the river in them. Yeah. Because we know that when we wake up other people's river and when I wake up my river, that that is going to add to a healthy river that can really start to help me to process and metabolise stuff that's stuck mm. in my system, either from long ago, and that might need a little bit of extra support, but even even just it helps me to keep a... a, a um, good input coming on to just the day-to-day crappy stuff that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, I, I, sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think that, like, you know, we'll get a survey results back from clients' feedback, right? And there'll be 199 or 98 mm-hmm. of them will be beautiful. Like, and we just skip, 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 skip. Yeah. The two that, you know, want some change in the... And it's not, they're usually not bad. It's very constructively bad. nice. Like, yeah, yeah. just would like a few things changed in the business. Shell and I will just focus on those two. We'll highlight those we used, two. We used to. Yeah, that's say. it. Yeah, yes. and we'd be, you know, tying, like ripping our hair out about those two and not even, like, read, scan the other 98, but, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. not allow them to make our river Almost flow. Like, just trip over it. Like, just yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Glad so, yeah. so seriously, with, yeah. with things like that, read, read those. And I actually would even say, like I said, we, we talk about, you know, like, Start with the negative. Mm. Look for the negative. Mm. Notice that. Then come back to the positive. Yeah. Notice that. And then notice what it wakes up in you. Yeah. What did it wake up in you when you read all those amazing things? So much pride and joy and, yeah. like, yeah. I'm on I'm on purpose. That's like, right. So yeah. notice those parts, the proud part, mm. the joy part, the purpose part. Stop. Breathe. Tap it in. Yeah. Lean yeah. into it. Yeah. And then... You know, even notice what shows up when we do that. Because yeah. sometimes it'll feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because we're not used to actually sitting in joy. Yeah. Yeah. And what well, what I was going to actually say is, I would say that this is the first year um, in you know seven, eight, nine years that we've been doing this that I probably have stopped and smelt the roses mm. when it comes to the positives. Like if I'll get a bit of feedback or a beautiful message, I'll sit there and I'll read that. And I think this is the first year that I've actually lent into the community as as it being my community as much yeah. as it is yeah. theirs. Like I just yeah. used to see myself as the person that brings everyone together, but it's for you. Yeah. Where this year mm-hmm. I think I've let, by doing all these things, I'm doing this resource, yeah. whatever method it's called. Adaptive <laughs> information processing. I've been doing it without even knowing, Trace. That's right. <laughs> I can also reckon that you've also dissolved a lot of, the beliefs that were holding you back from allowing, allowing yourself. To do yeah, that. I agree. I so agree. That's amazing. Yeah. When when you were talking, Trace, before about waking up the rivers in other people and in yourself, I just got this vision of like the ripple effect. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like not just the impact that it has like individually, but imagine like Newcastle, if yeah. everyone's just waking up each other's rivers and they've got their own rivers, like like, you know, what effect can that have on yeah. communities at large and the different yeah. things that people are putting their time and efforts and energy yeah. into? Like it just yeah. creates this, mm. you know, beautiful image yeah. of what could be if we're focusing on, you know, it's not avoiding the tricky stuff but really giving a stage to the joy and beauty and yeah. goodness in life. 100%. And because those rivers are flowing, then we have more ability to sit with the tricky stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be able to sit with that tricky stuff if there's a dry river. It's actually re traumatizing. Mm. Mm. So, a lot of my work in birth. Right. There's is, not enough good stuff to lean on. That's right. It can be re traumatizing. Yeah. So, a lot of my stuff with clients in work is, at, at, in Burke is 
really helping them to notice that, yeah, there's some big rocks and boulders and we, we, we want to notice them. But first, we actually need to really think about how we can get this river flowing. Mm. Which is a little bit that, you know, that tension between like I'm not saying the big stuff, tricky stuff isn't there, mm. but I don't have to be all of that stuff until it's gone. Like I can be some good stuff and I can experience some good stuff whilst I'm still doing the tricky stuff. I can have yeah. two feelings and I, run at the same exactly, time alongside. Exactly. And one of the purposes behind waking up the river is so then I can safely, with my body's innate healing system, remove yeah, metabolism. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not an avoidance. No, no. no. And that's like, the big difference. It's not like... Let's get the river flowing in. Psychology, yeah, you know? yeah. Like that, some of that movement did a whole lot more harm than good. I agree. It's just another way to avoid stuff. Like, I want my river to be free of rocks yeah. and logs mm. as much as possible. And then when they fall in, I want to have an innate system that can go, oh, there's a rock. Mm. We're going to sort of flush it out. Mm. You, know? you know, it makes me yeah. think too... We speak about this a lot, especially when, like, new coaches join the team at Pineapple. And it's like, so what we want to do is have our, like, positive, proud, happy part organised, you know, out when we're coaching clients at Pineapple. Mm -hmm. And that can still be authentic and true alongside – Brit and I have had some really sad and – tricky times go on as we've been leading this business mm. and what I've, act- I've literally had to say out loud to myself in the car is like sad part yeah. I'm not I'm not getting rid of you I'm coming I'm going to cry doing this yeah. I'm coming back for you I'm just going to leave you in the car yeah. because so I, I actually am really really proud of these clients that are showing up and it actually gives me a little bit of yeah. I just need a little break from you because I can step into my happy part here yeah. and I'm cu- but I'm coming back for you and yeah. so that that mind-blowing because I just thought I was all or nothing person. So I was either yeah. all sad yeah, or I was right. all happy and there was no place for them to – and now you you explaining what you've just explained then, stepping into my, you know, okay part actually makes the processing of the sadness and the other parts happen more fluidly. Like mm. so, yeah. Yep, ah, I love this stuff. So no part that's left behind. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want to exile tough mutter, any Tough mutter again there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to exile any of our parts. Um, but, yeah, just being able to notice, yeah, there is sadness mm. here or anger or whatever it is. Um, and I see you and I'm coming back. Yeah. But right now I need this other part of me yeah. which will actually actually help the river yeah. flow. Mm. So then when I come to you, I've got even more to yeah. offer you, Ooh. sad. It would be yeah. even better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we head into middle of November, mm. We are entering a tricky time of year for some people, a busy time of year, um, and particularly um, there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast, so they find that the load increases, um, especially when they've got kids, jobs, everything that goes on. What are some, I guess, using the river analogy, thinking about parts therapy, ways that we can support ourselves, support our nervous system um, if we haven't got the time or opportunity to come and see a therapist prior to this, um, prior to Christmas, what could we do to support our nervous system mm. in this you know, mm. next few months? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was, uh, interestingly enough, um, as soon as those Christmas decorations and carols hit, hit the, the shop, store, <laughs> <laughs> often we'll have different parts of ourselves that have been snoozing with their Christmas hat on at the back of the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, do you know what just <laughs> do you know what just came into my head? Deck the holes with lots of lots of trauma. Oh gosh. So, yeah, that no, could be a new campaign next year. <laughs> so whether it be old Christmas memories or just like I've got so much to do mm. or you know, all the things. Um, first of all, it's really good that we're able to stop and just notice what's going on and notice um, what are other parts of us that are there and actually want our attention? Mm. So, sort of turning in and noticing. Yeah, awareness. Awareness, exactly, rather than just almost being in a trance. And, yeah. You know, like stopping and noticing. I really like of a night, just as I'm going off to sleep, just to do a little bit of tapping. And again, that's like crossing my arms and tapping left, right, left, right. I took a little bit of you doing that before so oh, we can you? show them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. great. As a way to sort of just almost have a parts meeting and go, all right, who's here? <laughs> Who needs what? Yeah. 
Um, I want to be very, very aware of my old habits. Potentially, at this time of year, people that are uh, much used, more used to saying yes, mm. and have maybe old stories of people pleasing. I want to be aware of that part of me. The the uh, self care um, is the number one self care thing that we can do this time of the year, and always is boundaries. Mm. It's not having a bubble bath. That's not going to come. <laughs> no. Um, so really being aware of how much I'm taking on. Yeah. Um, knowing that even the Christmas party potentially is an affront on our nervous system. Mm. So even good things can, yeah. be, can be sending us into fight or flight. Mm. Um, so taking time to connect with yourself mm. and listen to yourself mm. um, and realising that your needs are important too. Mm. We don't need to be running a self-sacrificing schema for Jesus this time of the year. No. Um, you know, he's, he's, he can look after himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, really noticing what's going on, taking time to connect, keeping up your habits, yeah. and values like your exercise and your walking and all those all those things are really really important. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, mm, it's a really big time, big time of year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah and. Yeah. It's easy to say yes if you're a people pleaser. <laughs> I think this is a great note to finish on. Lots of actionable items um, in here. Trace, thank you again so much. I has you haven't disappointed. You did it. Well, yeah, you lived up to all of it. Um, I just really want. There's so many ways that you can continue to connect with Trace. She puts so much excellent information on Instagram. She has her own podcast, which we'll link all of this in the show notes. There's also a very exciting uh, news. You want to say it, Trace? (laughs) Uh, um, So my books have been closed in Newcastle for a while, but next year I am slightly opening the door a little bit. So I'll be doing an intensive EMDR therapy session once a month, so that means I can take on one new client a month. Um, So that's exciting. Very exciting. And I have have done intensive EMDR. It is (laughs) amazing. Like, anyway, Mm. I'm excited. Yeah, so you can, um, on my website... TracyLynch.com.au. You can reach out to me there. Um, Tracy Lynch Therapy on Instagram. Um, But feel free to email me. Um, If I can't uh, get you in, um, I have an incredible team Mm, at Thrive Wellness Hub. An incredible team of counsellors, EMDR therapists there. So you can jump onto the thrivewellnesshub.com website. Which is, that's a great segue because we finish up with a, you know, business, local business that we really like to plug and make sure everyone is aware of. So Thrive Wellness Hub is is our pick for this uh, episode. So as Trace was just saying, um, there's a website. Again, we'll link all of this in the show notes so that you can just easily click on it. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of um, therapists there is what other um so you've got therapists that you go in yeah we've got a medical herbalist it's like an allied health clinic so Mm. psychologist relationship therapist medical herbalist we could have two physios coming wow so check the check the website website. yeah amazing um thank you again so so much we are so blessed to have you and thrive wellness hub um here locally in newcastle for us but exciting for those of uh listeners for wherever you are that you can connect in and be served worldwide as well exactly thanks so much Tracy. this has been so amazing thank you bye